All right, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome again to Christ Central Church. So good to be with you here this morning, and welcome to all those who are joining us on the live stream. My name's Joe Crummy, and as we kick off a new school year, I have the exciting role of sharing what we believe God has been saying to us over the past sort of 12 to 24 months, which then affects what we're looking at for the next 9, 12 months ahead of us, and actually really for eternity. And today I'm just going to try to tie some of those things together for us personally, for us as a local church, and if you're new with us, hopefully to you to be involved as well. And I say this every time, but I'm going to say it again. Everything I'm going to share this morning is for all of us. So kids, this affects you. Teenagers, this affects you. University, college crew, this affects you. All of us. And I say that because some of the things we're going to go over, we're going to look at some of the things both now and over the next few weeks and over months that we're seeking to address and answer some of the big questions in life that all of us at some point wrestle through about who, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my future? How do I make a difference in this world? How can I contribute to society? How do I handle relationships? How do I deal with my own internal stuff? Things like anxiety and stress and my schedule and all those different things. And whether we realize it or not, our lives affect other people. And so it's really important because it's not just kind of us in our own little world. Our lives affect other people. It affects people close to us in our family, roommates, sports teams, school, workplace, our lives affect other people for better or for worse. So in this past year, a year ago right now, I was just sharing with you about where we felt we were at as a church, and we began to, over the next 12 months, and this is just a bit of a review, but it, we need to get this review in order to know where we're going. We looked at these following things. I did on Sunday, Mark, through the series on Ephesians. We sought to really kind of open our eyes and put some words to these things. This is the first one. We're all following someone or something. So whether we know it or not, we're all following something or someone. And so it might be politics, it might be sports, it might be pleasure, it might be money, it might be different influencers on social media, it could be the algorithms you don't even know about that are impacting your life. Or maybe it's just I'm following my own thing. We're all followers. So it's just opening our eyes to recognize that we're all in that, which leads to formation. And we used my Play-Doh last year so much. Depending upon who we follow or what we're following, whether we realize it or not, we're all being formed and molded and shaped into that which we're following or who we're following. And we talked about a lot that that can be intentional or that can be unintentional. And for many of us, we don't even realize we're being formed or shaped into something. You say, I'm not really following anyone. I'm not really being, we're all being formed and shaped and molded. There's a formation going on whether we realize it or not, which leads to we're all bearing fruit in our lives. So I've got my apple here to represent our fruit. It could be good. It could be bad. But depending upon what or who you follow depends and then is forming or shaping us and we're all bearing fruit like a plant or a tree. And that fruit could be maybe barren. We're not producing much. It could be good or it could be bad. And we see it all around us. So on the inside, we could be bearing things like this depending upon who we're following and who's forming us 
anger, frustration, hurt, bitterness, fear, anxiety, and it comes out in all kinds of different ways. And all you need to do is just look at one article on any social media thing and then just read the comments. And if you read the comments, <laughs> you understand. It appears to be a lot more bad fruit than good fruit. And it comes out in things like replies and comments and we realize it comes out in things like revenge and gossip and fighting and swearing and all kinds of different things that aren't really great for us or for those around us. Or we can bear fruit that the Bible talks about good things, peace and love and joy and patience, which comes out in forgiving one another, encouraging one another, being generous with our lives, and we're sowing peace and justice and kindness. And folks, again, this is happening to all of us. Whether we realize it or not, we can be aware of it or blind to it. And over the last 12 months, what we felt as a church is that we realized that, man, we need some strengthening. We need to, if we use that plant illustration, we need to let our roots grow deeper in the soil of Jesus. And when these are the things we've been talking about, we've been saying this, from a Christian point of view, we're followers and we want to become followers of Jesus. Jesus said this when he was here on planet Earth. You can read it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He said to those who were with him, he said this, come follow me. That's amazing when you think about it. Can you imagine me getting up here this morning and saying, okay, folks, yeah, we've got about 150 of us. This is what I want you to do. Come follow me. Be with me. Become like me. I'll say it because you're all thinking it. That would be a crummy thing to do. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. Jesus didn't say, come follow an ideology, come and follow. Jesus is saying, no, you come and follow me because I am God. And Jesus made this audacious, really, statement. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to know God as Father, you come through me. Folks, think about that for a minute. Either that is 100% true or 100% false. And for the last 2,000 years, history has been made on how people make a decision on that statement. Jesus said, I'm the way, because folks, we're lost. We just, we've been singing about this morning. We're saying, God, without you, we're lost. We're blind. Jesus said, I'm the truth which means we've been lied to. And it means we've been following lies. Jesus says, I'm the life because we're dead without Jesus. And Jesus said, come and follow me. You either give up your life and I'm going to give you my life. So there is a cost involved in following Jesus. And as we follow Jesus, this is what Jesus begins to do. Jesus begins to form us. He said this in Matthew chapter 11. He's explaining to his followers who he is. He's saying, I'm the son of God. I reveal the father in heaven. And then he says this to those. He said, only, only I can reveal that to people. It has to come from heaven. We need a revelation of the Holy Spirit. We can't just figure these things out on our own. We need God to intervene in our lives. And Jesus said this at the end of Matthew chapter 11. He said this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for 
your souls. So Jesus is saying, follow me. And then he's saying, you come to me and you learn from me. And that's what we've been doing this past year of looking at how can we learn from Jesus. And we're looking at these different practices and patterns and different things that we're saying that we want to be with Jesus. That as we spend time in Jesus' presence, as we spend time in his word, as we spend time with one another, and we've used this working definition of spiritual formation from Mulholland, this, the process of being formed into the image of Christ. Why? For the sake of others. I hope that has become a familiar phrase to you. The formation of Jesus is this. It's a process. It's It's the whole of our lives of being formed into the image of Christ. We want to be and look like Jesus and do like Jesus for God's glory and for the sake of others. And so we've spent time over this past year developing a framework of life. Remember with trellis we used every time? How as a vine, it helps assist us to grow and to climb and to cultivate growth in our lives. And so we've been looking at how can we develop patterns, and we've used different words, patterns, practices, habits, rhythms that help facilitate being with Jesus, becoming more like Jesus in his character, spending time in knowing that Jesus is with us 24-7, and that we can, Jesus through us, can bring life to everything around us and to those around us. So we looked at foundations of how important God's word is in prayer and rest and the Holy Spirit, and friendships within the church, and our identity, and how our sexuality affects our life, and family life. We looked at how money, and care for the body, and all these different things affect our following Jesus. They affect our formation, and we need to continue on in these things, because Jesus said this, if we're following Jesus, if we're being formed by Jesus, the good news is this, we're going to bear fruit. Jesus talked in John 15, I think we have got John 15, 5 up there, about Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. If we remain in Jesus, his life flows through us, and we're going to bear fruit. But Jesus said this, another bold statement, apart from me, you can't do anything of eternal value. Jesus is saying all through there, if you abide and remain in me, you're going to bear fruit, fruit that's going to last for eternity. Jesus is talking about our inner life. Whether anyone sees it or not, it comes out in our outer external life. Jesus is saying what our heart is set on, what we focus on, who we follow, how we're being formed, bears fruit. And that fruit affects others. And so we can have fruit, like an apple that, hey, if you're hungry, guess what? I can share it. It can help you. Contained within this are seeds for this to multiply and bear fruit even more. That's what Jesus is talking about. He's saying our inner life affects our outer life. And folks, what we want to look at over the next few months, kind of from now till next summer, is in that framework of life, in that foundations, and we talked about friendships and flourishing. That last part of that framework of life is this, it's for others. And that's what we want to look at. And the words we've been using, God wants to help strengthen us. Do you remember some of the prophetic words that came through last year? 
Drew had one about how we were in like a, a small pot as a plant, but our roots couldn't go any deeper, and so we had to get transferred to a new pot. That was a whole strengthening, putting our roots down in order for us to flourish individually as a church. Why? To make ourselves just feel good? Well, a lot of times it does help actually make us feel good, but it's not just for me feeling good. It's actually for others. And that's what we want. And we said strengthen in order to lengthen. We want to bear fruit for God. We want to please God. And he helps us in that. Mark just said it in our worship. We have good news to share. Jesus has changed my life. And we want to be involved helping others become followers of Jesus, being formed to be like Jesus and to bear fruit for Jesus. But here's the thing. I've been around long enough to know this. It's hard. <laughs> and I've been around long enough to know this. As soon as I say, hey, if I were to say to you this morning, hey, it's your duty to go and share your faith. Most of you are going to go like, mm. So I have to be really careful how I approach this. Because it's not something we're forced to do. It's not something I can coerce. It's not something I can whip up. It's not something I can scold you or shame you. It's going to actually just make things worse. My son Micah playing for Crandall University. And guess what? Last Sunday, he scored a goal on the men's soccer team. And it was a beauty. And I got a video of it. And guess what he did all week? I shared that video with everybody I knew. I sent it out to everyone, all these different platforms. I was showing people, I said, hey, look at this. And I pull out my phone. I was like, you got to look whether they're interested or not. <coughs> my son scored a goal. It was a beauty. Angela didn't say to me, Joe, this week your duty is to show Micah scoring that goal to every person you meet. And if you don't, why did I share it? Because I had excitement and passion and relationship and love. And I wanted to share good news. Folks, ideally, that's it. Ideally, and I'm saying ideally, because we'll work backwards a little bit. Ideally this, and this is what we're going to look at in the next few months in that. I preached a couple weeks ago on beholding Jesus. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus, and we're going to learn who Jesus is, what Jesus has done. And out of that, God begins to change our hearts. And God, by the help of his Holy Spirit, we don't have to do things. Folks, out of relationship, we want to share for the sake of others what God's doing and who Jesus is. And you're going to laugh because I put a lot of P's up here, Okay. I've changed things. Last year was all F words, and I was really hoping that I didn't say anything inappropriate, so I'm changing it to P this year, okay? So we're going to look at, guys, I think this next slide. We're going to look at just some things over the next, one more, over the next sort of, and Mark's going to keep preaching through Ephesians, which helps in it. But before we get to a bunch of tools and to-dos and different things, this is what I'm gonna, we're going to look at the person of Jesus. Each week, we're going to look at the person of Jesus. We're going to look at a different aspect of Jesus. And as we know Jesus, we understand our identity, that we're the people of God. And we're going to flesh that out and how, if we know our identity, 
then we know what our purpose in life is. And a lot of times we get distracted and we get sidelined and it's hard. But if we look at Jesus and we understand who we are in light of what Jesus has done for us and his life, that we understand the purposes of God, that we understand that Jesus' presence is with us, he's given us his Holy Spirit to help us. We're not on our own. That Jesus is with us. That Jesus has come and he empowers us. And he's given us gifts. And he's given us each other. He's given us his church. And that we continue the practices of Jesus, that we're getting strengthened, which leads to lengthening. And we understand how prayer is involved, that we persevere. And then, yes, we're going to get to some very practical things. It helps us to understand some things about what's going on in our culture. It's helpful for us to be equipped with some ways that we can share and some different things that we can understand that our, in our workplace, our, how we are at work affects. We can begin to understand that sometimes we have to use words. It's our lifestyle. It's our deeds and serving. And also that there's a Holy Spirit and there's signs and wonders and there's a component that's supernatural in all of those things. We're going to get to those things, but that is going to take us over the next few months for us to take a look at these different things. And folks, here's the thing. We're in this together. This is the great thing is that we can learn from each other. I know many of you have different ways that you just live your life that I can learn from and vice versa. That We can help each other. That we can pray for one another. We can encourage one another. We can do some things together in order for us to lengthen that we get to work together to be a witness. Folks, our strengthening in Christ leads to being for the sake of others. And for us to strengthen, it also means we get to lengthen. And sometimes that means some change, and sometimes that's some being uncomfortable. That's growth. And that's change. And that's what we want to focus on more this upcoming year. And then we're just going to take a couple minutes and just go through what does that look like for us as a local church and how can we be involved and what sort of things are we doing to cultivate and facilitate and help in these different things. So let's just take an overview of sort of a weekly life of our church. So obviously, we're here we are this morning. There's Sunday mornings. We come together and we get to worship the living God and folks, we said it before, just by worshiping God, even the words that we sing and being with one another and being encouraged, that lifts our heads and reminds us of who God is. We hear preaching and teaching from God's word, and Mark's going to continue from the book of Ephesians and the different things we're going to take a look at, looking at Jesus and understanding how all this works together into our daily lives. It's a key thing. And we're providing the live stream in that for those who can't be here physically in order for people to be included. Part of our weekly life is this. We get to pray together. So by the way, there's a handout that's going to have these things on it, okay? So you don't have to memorize it all. We're going to provide that for you, and it's on our website at christcentral.ca. But folks, prayer is such a key foundation. And so we're praying every second Sunday evening. We've got Zoom prayer Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6.30 in the morning. And we pray together Wednesday at noon in person, but you're praying on your own. But those are just some of the key things. And folks, can I just say this? We had 15 of us at prayer last Sunday night. It, it 
felt and sounded like 1500. So I just want to encourage you, like, it was a powerful time together. There was 15 of us, okay? You kind of think, oh, 15. We worship God, and I, I'm saying this with all seriousness. I'm positive angels joined us. Like, the volume of the singing was more than 15 people, and we met the living God. And it was incredible. And I talked about it all week. So besides showing Micah the thing, I talked about, guys, the prayer meeting was incredible. Like, we met God. It sustained me. Like, a lot of my circumstances didn't change, but I, I changed. My viewpoint on it, on the inside, like, folks, it was like being in a desert and then drinking water. Like, it was so refreshing and encouraging. I just, I can't even put words to it. We met with the living God. We met with the living God. It's opportunities. We have our life groups. That's, those are our small groups that meet throughout the week. They're groups of anywhere from like six to eight people up to like 20. Folks, we just know on a Sunday morning, you just really can't get to know people and become friends. And as much as it's good that we chat and different things, we just don't have time. And you can't come together and say, Joe mentioned this on Sunday. I didn't quite understand. How do I apply that life? Tim read that verse. What verse was that again? Oh, that was Revelation 21. Like, oh yeah, and Gabby said that. And oh, and we can talk and we can discuss. We can say, how does that apply to my life? And I'm struggling here. People can pray for you. And how can we maybe serve our community this week? That's that context. And we try to provide different nights, different locations. We've got one group set specifically for being online that Trevor leads. So if you can't make it out for different reasons, we have one group that's purposely online. We've got a new group coming up for those age 18 to 25 to connect. And this year we're doing something a little bit different. So we're going to trial something from September to June, and then we'll re-evaluate. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to have life group on the second and fourth week of the month. Now they can meet more often, so it's not just limited to two, but we're asking them on the other weeks not to meet on this night. And then on the first Tuesday of every month, we're going to gather the guys together, high school age and up, all the men. And on the third Tuesday night of the month, we're gathering all the women together. And Hazel's going to come in a minute, and she's just going to share a little bit about what we're looking at doing on those evenings. And this is what we found in the last year, and this is where it's helpful to get feedback and everything. Folks, we're just trying to streamline how we can gather together. And this is what we found last year. We had women of the word on Tuesday nights once a month. And it was hard Tuesday night, women to get out and then go to life group on Wednesday night or worship team practice or serving at fuel or whatever. We used to have men's events, usually a men's weekend, a women's weekend with COVID and trying to book places. Not work. We haven't been able to do that. We haven't had any sort of connections for the guys. We're just like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to actually do maybe a little bit less in order to hopefully gain more. So we're given some more access points. And maybe not everyone's comfortable going to a small group at the beginning. So it's a big ask to say, hey, from Sunday morning, you're going to go to someone's house. But maybe you would come here on a Tuesday night and meet some more people, and that might help make it easier to get into a life group or to bring a friend. And so I'm going to ask Hazel to come, and she's just going to give a bit of an overview 
there's a mic right there, Hazel, thank you, of what we're looking at do for the women's nights, and we're going to look at doing a similar thing for the men's nights as well. So Kay. Hazel, thank you. Yeah, so we've been doing Women of the Word for quite a few years now, and, um, and it's been great, and quite a few of you have attended, and um, we've really enjoyed that studying the word together and grappling with questions. But a few of us met in the summer and um, someone was like, I enjoy you know, studying the word together, but I also wish we had more social time. And someone said, well, I wish we had a time to worship together. And someone was like, I love studying the word. And so we kind of were like, well, let's do all of that. You know, in COVID and not being able to meet, we feel like socially we've became, maybe become a little bit out of practice. And um, so we'd like to... Um, We'll have like a structure of one month we'll have um, word, one month we'll have worship, and then another month we'll have more of a social. And wanting to put everything in a nice little box, we have women of the word at the moment, so we've come up with like the life group structure, welcome, worship, word, and witness. So on the first week, we'll maybe have women of the welcome and witness, so we'll put the social together. And then when people can bring their friends, you know, who maybe don't always come to church, and then we'll have women of the worship and then women of the word. You can insert men into that as well, <laughs> I, I guess. Like so just to encourage you, um, maybe you don't feel like a very social person. So you think, oh, I might not come to the socials or I don't feel comfortable. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying we benefit from you being there. That's right. And the main reason why we started Women of the Word is because we wanted to help each other develop our relationship with Jesus, you know, yeah. personally. And so we have an effect on our communities. And yeah. We really believe that when we gather together, we benefit from being together, you know, and what we hear, what God has for us. So can I really encourage women, mm -hmm. if you're young or old, um, please come. It's such a, a brilliant time together and nothing is going to be asked of you. But, mm -hmm. you know, we just want you to come and be yes. blessed and received. So That's great. Thank Hazel, you. Thank you. Perfect. So the first one for the women's coming up, um, not this coming week, but the next week, Tuesday, September the 20th, and then our first men's one will be Tuesday, October the 4th. So, everything I'm saying, back here at our welcome table afterwards, there's some sign-up sheets, so if you want more information, we can connect you regarding life group. Please put down maybe if you want the online group, if there's a night of the week that works better, if you're in that 18 to 25 age group, whatever we can do, we want to help you get connected, and we're hoping these different ways will help you. For our middle school and high school, what we call FUEL, we've got some things that we're working on, and our first social is a week from today, um, on next Sunday afternoon from 1.30, and we're at Gabby and Santiago's, and then those who want to join us, we're going to see my son, Micah, who scored last week a really incredible goal for Crandall Soccer, play against Stu next Sunday afternoon as well. I was forced to say that announcement, but it came out fairly exciting. So we've got lots of things for middle school and high school, and we're going to follow some of the similar things of just trying to give some opportunities to connect. As we said, it's a, really, it's a rebuilding time. It's a rebuilding of relationships. The last two and a half years, we've been pretty disconnected. And so we're going to do some things to facilitate that. For our kids, as we've got nursery and preschool up and running on our Sunday mornings, we still haven't been able to do K and 5. We're looking at trying to do some other things to help with that, both on a Sunday morning, but also outside of Sunday morning as we continue to work on the renovation. So again, I'm sorry. We just ask for your patience as we continue to work some of those things out. But please know our K-5 crew, we would love to have them out on Saturday mornings. I'm going to ask Emma to come, and she's just going to give us some brief uh, sort of overview of Kids Club, which happens most Saturday mornings in the school term. <laughs> come on. 
Yeah, I've got the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Kids Club starts next Saturday, um, and it runs 10 to 11.30. Um, it's 4K to 5. So we made it a bit a little longer. One, because we usually ran over about five minutes. Two, because we really wanted to make sure the kids have a response time, because we were always running out for that part, and we thought, no, this is really important. So, we are running... Uh, a little bit longer. We do have a bus that's free around Devon. So if you live around Devon, there are stops around Devon to bring you to and from. But you can bring your kids. And this is very much for the church and the community. It's for church kids and for community kids. And we really want to see your kids. So if you have kids in K-5, to if you are a K-5 to kid, <laughs> then make this a priority. It's so good. Um, and this this term we have a theme which well actually first if you're k to five what is your favorite movie anyone in elementary who has a favorite movie anyone i can't see what's your favorite mo movie Dan? no 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 one likes minions huh the empire star wars Ha! We have a Star Wars week. I love Wars that week. kid, but now I love him even more. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone like Jurassic Park, maybe? Maybe you like Jurassic Park. Yeah, Penny does. Maybe you like Minions. Maybe you like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I believe we are giving away a golden ticket every week. So just, <laughs> just to say that we're not seeing your kids in front of movies. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, just, um, it's just we have loads of games, competitions, and fun features of music that uh, we've drawn from the movies and will be incorporated to each week. We have a time of praise. We learn a memory verse each week and a lesson from the Bible. Um, uh, if you are coming along uh, this term, because it's the beginning of a school new year, you just need to fill in a new registration form. And I have some that are partly filled in, if you've been before, so I'll try and get to you with those that just need a signature. Um, it doesn't mean you have to come every week, but we need to, you to register um, for the start of uh, the new school year. So I do encourage you to come along. It's great to have church kids there as well as the community kids. I can't encourage you enough <laughs> to come along. Um, and we also do need some team. Um, and we're looking for a few more adults to join us. So if you are interested and you think, well, I don't really know what kids club is like, then come and sit at the back one Saturday and watch. We don't right. mind it if you come and sit at the back. You can't really come and join in if you're not part of the team, but you can sit at the back. Mm -hmm. um, and we need all kinds of people. We were talking about this yesterday. We went and visited some of the kids yesterday, which was great. We had some new kids sign up. Um, but we need all kinds of people, mothers, fathers, brothers, and sisters to these kids. Um, so if you can, and even if you can't help on Saturday, it, it would be great if someone can help with the practical things of Kids Club yeah. and just buy the prizes or something yeah. like that. So there's lots of different ways you can get involved. Yeah. Um, but it starts next week. So if you're in K-5, to come along and join in the fun. Great, Emma. Thank you so much. Very, very good. As Emma said, folks, there's all kinds of ways to be involved. And so back at the sign-up sheets, we've got some very practical things that, again, you might say, I'm not sure if I even fit in some of those things. Here's some practical things. We just need some help cleaning the building. We need some help with people having drives available on a Sunday morning. We have people who want to be in our meeting but can't get here that just need a drive. 
and you can be like, maybe I can do that. So there's lots of different things, whether it be for the worship team, the whole, you let us know how you might be able to serve, and we'd love to get you. And part of that serving is part of the strengthening and lengthening for the sake of others. In closing, I just want to say this. I started this talk by just saying how everything that we're looking at, past, present, future, is for eternity. And if I can just share my heart just for a moment, because sometimes a message like this, there's a lot of practical things to it, and but you have to understand the heart for everything that we're doing. And I just want to close with this. I say this in all seriousness, folks, all of these things are a matter of life and death. So you can think, Joe, kids club and a movie theme, how is that life and death? A kid, K to five, hearing and learning and becoming a follower of Jesus at seven years old and being formed and shaped to become more like Jesus is going to bear good fruit if God allows them to live till they're 70 or 80. A kid who's seven, who never hears about Jesus, gets on a wrong path, follows the wrong crowd, gets formed and shaped. Unless God intervenes, is going to bear some fruit that's not going to be helpful to society. And folks, that's not just people out there. Folks, that's every one of us. No matter what age we are. So if I can just share my heart, is this. And I'll end with this story. Last Saturday, I had to do a funeral in Nova Scotia. And just so happened to be that the funeral director was one of my friends who I grew up with. So we played hockey together all the way from age five to age 18, who's now the funeral director in, so it was kind of funny because it was kind of like a reunion. I'm leading the funeral, he's the funeral director. So we had talked earlier in that week and then we met. And uh, so after the funeral and all of that, we just chatted for a bit. And actually it was an outdoor at the cemetery. And at that cemetery was, uh, the tombstone for one of our friends that we grew up with. And so An my friend Andrew and I walked over and we're there and there's Dan. And so Dan, who we grew up with, and I've told you this story, some of you've heard it before, who we played hockey with and all the way through best friends and everything. So he committed suicide. It'll be coming up 30 years this October when he was 19 here at UMB. And so we're there just remembering Dan. And as Andrew and I started talking, so we're both 49, as we started talking, this is what we realized. Since Andrew and I were 18 to 49, the number one thing as we shared of our peers and of our friends and everything, what people have died from is suicide over the last 30 some years. So he had a whole list, I had a whole list, more than even cancer for our peers and our age groups. And it just hit me again when I was preparing this week Folks, everything we're talking about, it's a matter of life and death. And that's not a heavy 
Folks, we have good news. We have good news. If God hadn't intervened in my life, I'm not sure I'd be here. But Jesus got a hold of my life and it changed everything. Now it's been rough. It's not like you live happily ever after. It's not. It's rough. But I don't know where I'd be if Jesus hadn't got a hold of my life. In the summer, I was back home and I met a friend who I hadn't seen in probably 30 years who had poured into my life when I was a teenager and probably didn't see much fruit from it. <laughs> and we met and I just gave him a big hug and I just held on and said, I just want to thank you so much that you modeled Jesus to me. And even though you might not know it, hey, I'm following Jesus now and I just want to thank you for pouring into me when I was young. And even though you haven't seen me in 30 years, I'm following Jesus and I thank God for you because you poured into my life. Folks, these are the things we're talking about. For as simple as kids church, kids club, fuel, a life group, and on. It's an opportunity for the living God to work through us following Jesus, forming us to be like him in order to bear good fruit for the sake of others. Let me pray into that. Father, we thank you that you're a good God. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus, Savior, light of the world, Redeemer, Rescuer. We thank you, Jesus, that you obeyed your Father, that you came, you lived, you died, you went on the cross, you bore our sins, you bore our shame, you bore our guilt. You have come, and by your Holy Spirit, you have shown yourself to us, you've shown us good news, you've allowed us to become followers, you've put your spirit within us, and you've changed our lives, Lord. Where would we be without you, God? And Lord, we just pray for us as a church, Lord, individually and together over these next few weeks and months and years, Lord, as we strengthen ourselves in you, as our roots go deep in you, God, we pray that we would lengthen, God, for your glory, but God, for the sake of others. God, we pray that people would encounter and know you. They would encounter the living God, that they would, God, have lives that change, Lord, that you would do something good in them, a transformation, God, from dark to light, from lost to found. God, we pray, work through us as we follow you and as you form us to be like Jesus. Lord, we pray, may we bear much fruit, fruit that will last for your glory and for the sake of others around us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.